um, guidance and decision making. And um, I hope you have enjoyed the class. I hope it's been uh, biblically and practically insightful for you in regards to guidance and discerning the will of God, which I think in the broadly speaking evangelical world, um, guidance and the will of God is a very mystical concept. Uh, it's a very emotional, mystical, uh, detached from any real biblical or practical wisdom uh, thing. Um, and for those of us, depending on your personality, that's either freeing or uh, fearful. Uh, you know, and for me and for my personality uh, and for my, I, it was very, very fearful if I felt like I could be outside the will of God. For me, it was very, very freeing to see that, that God really guides through biblical principles and through wisdom um, and that I shouldn't really be counting on guidance in, in some mystical or just purely emotional way. Um, so I hope the class has been encouraging to you. Today, we're going to have a panel, uh, and it's really kind of a... Um, ask anything Sunday, if you will, uh, where you can ask questions of me. You can ask questions of our panelists, Kevin and Chris, Keith and Nikki, um, about um, maybe how we've made decisions and not all of our decisions have been great decisions, obviously. So both the good and the bad, we could share wisdom uh, or lack thereof, and hopefully all of those things can be helpful to uh, all of us. So it's really just an opportunity for you to ask questions to see how these biblical principles that we've been talking about have been fleshed out in real life. So if you look at your, uh, at your notes, there's just basically a reminder of the things that have been covered. Uh, cl uh, class 1, class 2, class 3, class 4, class 5, class 6. So, you know, highlights of what have been covered in each class right here that you can use to just remind you. And that may also just spur questions. So I'm going to ask just a couple of um, starter questions to our panelists, and, um, and they can just share what they think. But then I just want to open it up, um, and any and all questions that you have, we can just field those uh, and talk about those. So... I am curious, guys and gals, and hey, John, actually, while we're going, John Fick, where'd you go? John, could you get us just a, a mic? Uh, I was in my office, so I didn't have time to get it set up. Could you just get us a, a mic with a long cord um, that I could pass around instead of just passing this thing? That'd be awesome. Thanks, brother. Sorry I didn't ask you to do that earlier. Uh, okay. Panelists. Uh, real hard question to start. Uh, what is one thing that you found uh, that you learned from the course? Just one thing that you learned from the course. So I think the thing that I think surprised me the most maybe was that um, in week four we talked about God, uh, the faithfulness in decision making um, and that our goal as Christians is not um, to achieve a certain result but that it is to be faithful in our decisions. So for me, I think it was the contrast of what our culture may call success 
is not necessarily what God calls success. And so that when I'm making a decision, it's not necessarily what's the best outcome that I'm aiming for, but it's what my heart, what, what's happening in my heart is the most important part of what's in the decision-making process or how it affects my family, you know, for the gospel or for the church. Um, so I think um, that was the most surprising and, and probably the most challenging, too, because I'm kind of a task-oriented person who likes to have results. So um, I think that, for me, is the most surprising part. I think what was uh, surprising for me was, um, I guess I didn't really realize how long in, in Christian You know, if God really doesn't want you to do something, he can stop you. You know, so um, my personality is I never like to make a mistake. So um, just feeling a lot more free that if this is what you want to do and it's not contradicting uh, what is clearly expressed in the Bible and uh, just, just a whole lot of freedom in that. And you don't have to do the nuclear option of saying, you know, God told me to do this. It's just, you know, it's, this is, this seemed reasonable to me, so I did it. And that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Anytime I just turn on Christian radio, my kids, I feel so sorry for my kids. They live with a pastor. So anytime we're watching some quote unquote Christian movie, I get mad at some point in the movie at how terrible the theology is behind it, you know, and I, kind of have to walk this through, or we're, yeah, they're laughing because it's true. Or I'm listening to Christian radio, and I'm just like, that's terrible. That's terrible. It's just not true. Uh, so, and that's one of those things, because how often do you just hear, you know, some caller calls in, or or the DJ himself, like, God has told me all these things, and you're just like, what? And this is just normal evangelical radio. It's nothing, it's nothing out there. Um, it's just, you know... Uh, lots of teachable moments. There's just lots of teachable moments. And my kids are like, oh, Dad, teachable moments. They, we, we love you. And I appreciate Thanks, guys. You guys are great. Um, sorry. Uh, for me, uh, I'm with Nikki. Uh, the thing that is stuck in my head is there was a line was used, God cares more about how you do something rather than what you do. The idea of being less results-oriented when I try to make a decision I'm an engineer, and every day we have to get results. But even in a, in the situation of my job, it's still more important how I go about doing my job than the results that I get. The results are important, but character, faithfulness, all of that is still more important. So I'm with Nikki. Um, I think the class drilled home for me uh, the idea that there's freedom within what is right to do, um, meaning, you know, you've got a decision make, decision to make, and within what is right, there's multiple choices you could choose. And um, it's like apply in so many areas, but one, two ways that it applies for me is that one, I have no grounds upon which to judge my brother or sister who's made a different choice within what is right than I would make, um, which can be a temptation for me. And then I spend so much mental energy looking for the should within what is right and it's really something that doesn't exist because if there's multiple options within what is right 
then I'm just really spinning my wheels and wasting my time rather than becoming anxious, rather than just um, making a wise decision myself or with my husband or with others and then just moving forward, trusting God. Can, you, can I ask a follow-up question? Okay. Um, so I think everything you've said is helpful and true. Can you flesh out multiple options within what is right? That may not land to to some folks. Like, what do you? Can you give us an example of? You're like, okay, I've discovered that there's multiple options within what is right, and so therefore I have freedom, and my brothers and sisters in Christ have freedom to make different decisions than I would uh, on if there's multiple ways to be. Yeah, sorry, I'll stop talking. Um. Well, uh, last weekend, was it last weekend, the youth hike? Or a couple weekends ago, um, we had planned a hike with the youth, and uh, it was a beautiful day. And because of things that are going on in our life, um, I was behind with uh, quite a few things. And um, we had the decision before us. Kevin was suggesting that I stay home from the hike. And it wasn't sin for me to stay home from the hike. It wasn't sin for me to go on the hike. Um, he was suggesting a wise decision, and I was just churning and churning and churning on all the reasons why uh, I wanted to go. And they were all good ones, you know. I wanted to be with the kids. I was going to get an hour in the car with some of my girls. And, you know, I like to hike in the fall. Um, but the reality is that that decision that day um, could have gone in either direction, and um, it ended up being wise for me to stay home, and that worked out. Okay, that makes sense. So not right or wrong to go on the hike, not go on the hike with the youth. Uh, Freedom to go either way. Wouldn't be sinning either way. Um, Okay, that makes sense. Can you, so, so panelists, can you uh, point to a major decision that you've made uh, where you, whether you intentionally or not, or, or knowingly or not, where you really kind of followed some of these principles that have been outlined for us, um, can you think of a major decision that you made that you've made where you've used some of these principles, or can you think of a major decision that you've made where you haven't used some of these principles and it would have gone better if you had? So this, uh, this spring, um, uh, so I work at Green Mountain Coffee Roasters, and kind of out of the blue, one of the, uh, the controls engineers in Knoxville <clears throat> called me up and let me know that uh, there was an opening there. One of the controls engineers had left the company, and there was uh, an opening. So he was calling around folks that he knew to see if uh, anyone was interested in going. So um, that would have been... Uh, a promotion for for me at the time, um, uh, or at least possibly. He was inviting me to apply for the uh, for the position, um, and you know, cost of living would be cheaper. Uh, lots of you know, just the atmosphere, it, just being in the Bible Belt more, uh, would have been uh, potentially better for uh, kids going to school and stuff like that potentially. Um, so, you know, we thought and prayed about it quite a lot. Uh, we had the, the Ebers uh, come over and just help us, you know, think through some of the, the pros and cons. And, you know, it'd be really, really hard to leave this church. Um, and, you know, they gave us some, some good counsel of, you know, there's, there's Christians everywhere. Uh, it's not 
this isn't the only place you're going to find a good fellowship, but yes, this is a very good church too. So, and we uh, we went down and we uh, visited uh, Knoxville as well too, um, just to sort of see what the area was like. Um, <clears throat> uh, so I I let my boss know about this situation, and it turns out he was able to to give me the promotion I've been angling for for a couple of years anyway. So, uh, so we're staying here. Uh, but um, you know, we went through you know quite a lot of of prayer and um, just seeking guidance. We've we've asked the uh, the elders um, and others just for for godly wisdom. Uh, you know, any number of times. You know, like probably eight times or so over the last six years or something like that. And there's been more interactions that have also been super helpful uh, that have been less formal, just sort of day-to-day interactions. And um, so, uh, yes, uh, getting godly wisdom has been uh, really, really helpful for Mm. us. Mm. So I want to use the same example, but I want to maybe talk about how it could have gone completely differently. Um, At least the process part of it was when he first got that call, (laughs) he thought he knew the right answer without even talking to me about it, which, you know, we ended up with the same result. But I think going through the process of, you know, talking about it, praying about it, thinking about pros and cons, getting godly wisdom, getting counsel, getting, you know, and then, you know, even going to get more information by visiting the place and talking to people who work there at that facility and have lived in Knoxville before. I mean, I think it just helped us feel more confident in the decision um, and also I think improved our relationship and trying to work through it together instead of um, one of us making an assumption you know that we know the answer and just pulling the trigger on that so I'm really thankful for us going through that process together and I think it's it's helped our relationship and I think um, you know ultimately we both can rest that you know God was guiding us in that yeah, my assumption was that it was a non-starter. Nikki was not at all interested in ever huh. moving. <laughs> so I just kind of brought it up. I was like, hey, guess what? There's this funny thing that is never going to happen. And she's like, oh, maybe, we, maybe we should think about it. <laughs> so that's good. That's great. Oh, I think you might No, we had just talked together that, uh, I don't know, if you have a specific example, but we are particularly weak, I think, in what Nikki and Keith are strong in, in that getting counsel. Yeah. We tend to uh, just, you know, we do it biblically and we do it together, but we tend to make it make decisions alone. Yeah, we don't. We knew this question was coming, and we just talked about it amongst ourselves, and we just have realized we don't seek enough outside input when it comes to making Big decisions, we tend to do it a little more, but even in medium-sized decisions. You know, and that's a great point to bring up because there's, uh, you know, if you think it's just good to get counsel whether you feel confident in your decisions or whether you don't feel confident in your decisions. It's good to get outside input either way. And I so appreciate your humility in even just sharing that. I think that's helpful because I think it brings up the fact Obviously, you're both mature Christians. You're both thoughtful Christians. You work together as a team. That's great. So I can see how you would just think, well, we can just make this decision. And of course you can, but why not get the benefit of the wisdom of other Christians as well? Um, So I really appreciate you bringing that up. That's great. 
I'll I'll bring up a um, I'll bring up one, and then I'm going to open it up to the to the to the floor. So you can ask us any question you think you're wondering about either the material that we covered or the outworkings of the material um, in our lives, or um, you know, if you have a particular situation that you're thinking about, you'd like to know what do you, th- how do you think the material might apply to this situation? You're just, you're free to ask all that. Um, so one major decision that I had to make was, uh, <laughs> I did not, when we got married, Kristen was not marrying a pastor. She was marrying someone who was finishing uh, a double major in economics and finance. And then I went to work for Wells Fargo, and then a couple of years after that, I went to work selling commercial real estate, and I was, by God's grace, very successful in commercial real estate, and I thought that I would be doing that forever. Um, and But then the Lord made some significant changes, and, um, uh, and at first, when I was thinking about going to seminary, it... it w- it, uh, she was on board with that, um, but when it came to where to go to seminary, that was a very uh, difficult thing for us in our marriage, uh, because Dallas Theological Seminary is really close to Lubbock, Texas. In in Texas speak, it's actually five hours from Lubbock, Texas, <laughs> but in Texas speak. Texas is ginormous, um, it's close, and family is in Dallas. I have my mother-in-law right here. Uh, family is in da- the Dallas area. Um, my mother, uh, who at the time was living, who has now passed, um, you know, e- everybody's in Texas. Um, so obviously there was a strong pull towards DTS, but here's the thing. As I just looked at the seminaries, I, I already felt like Southern was a better school. I felt like they had a better hold on the gospel. I felt like they were more focused, laser focused on training pastors and missionaries. And DTS was not. DTS is a good school. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I felt like Southern was better. So I wanted to go to Southern. And that's what I wanted. Uh, and I knew that Kristen, if she had her druthers, kind of wanted to go to DTS. So obviously we talked about it a lot. We got a lot of counsel. Um, but we weren't, we just, we just, together decided to let's go visit both places and let's try to both hold this with open hands. Um, and, um, and I just committed the decision. I just committed the ultimate decision to prayer. Um, and I just asked the Lord to work in Kristen's heart such that ultimately she would uh, desire to and see the benefit of going to Southern. And um, but that if he didn't, we would go to DTS because I wanted to dwell with my wife in an understanding way, um, if that if that makes sense to you. And I didn't pressure Kristen. Um, you know, I didn't, you know. I mean, the whole time I wasn't saying, you know, uh, I wasn't pressuring her or even really letting her know what I was ultimately thinking. I really think we should go to Southern. I was just trying to walk through the process with her and then I just committed it to prayer. And I prayed a lot. Um, and ultimately, we went to both places. And um, and after we went to Southern and visited Southern, uh, we were in the hotel. And I just asked her, you know, honey, what do you think after we've been here and after we've been at DTS? Uh, she was just like, oh, it's super clear. We need to go to Southern. It's super clear. 
Um, but I just knew that that was one where together, I just think husbands and wives need to be together on big decisions. And oftentimes it's easy to be together and you just kind of are together. But if you're not together, well, then what do you do then? And I knew that ultimately this one was going to be a big one where we might not be together. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't try to force my thought thinking. I just really gave it to the Lord in prayer. And then I tried to just walk through the process. Let's go visit DTS. Let's talk about the pros and cons. Let's go visit Southern. Let's talk about the pros and cons. Let's make the decision together. That's how I was talking the whole time. Together, together, together. And that's what I meant. Although I convictionally wanted to go to Southern, I was trying to hold everything with an open hand. I just committed it to the Lord in prayer. And then ultimately the Lord kind of just worked in her heart. Um, so there you go. Uh, questions? I would... Questions from the panel about anything and everything regarding decision making and guidance. From the panel or for the panel? Uh, sorry, from you to the panel. You got to have some questions. Can I share something I learned this weekend? Oh, uh, Ming Young, yes. So if I so let me just weigh in one thought, and then Chris, you weigh in one thought. So the thought that I have about God's will is we need to, and we talked about this in class two, okay, or class three, God's will of decree versus God's will of command. So we know what God's will of command is, First Thessalonians five. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus, even your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. Um, so we have a command of God, the will of God, to abstain from sexual immorality. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, Ephesians 5. That's his will of command. Um, you know, the Ten Commandments would be his will of command. Specific instructions, do or do not. That's his will of command, which we know, which we are uh, under obligation to, uh, to fall in line with and to obey. Then there's God's will of decree which is his providential will, whereby everything in the universe is actually being carried out according to that will. Ephesians 1.11, he works all things, all things according to the counsel of his will. So, um, so when you say God's will, I think we have to split it into, uh, into, into two. His will of command, his will of decree. We know what his will of command is, and we must obey it. We don't know what his will of decree is, and ultimately all things fall underneath that will of decree. So I would actually say, if there's no specific command or implication from Scripture in regards to this decision, whatever she ultimately decided to do fell underneath the ultimate will of God, his will of decree. Um, 
yeah, I think this idea of um, there's multiple uh, choices I can make within what is right highlighted say again? And, faithful. and faithful highlighted the idea to me that um, just kind of like I can't fully grasp how God is one in three persons and he calls me to pray yet he knows what I need and he's going to give it to me whether I ask for it or not. Um, I'm going to get to the end and I'm going to stand with Christ and there was a quote in the thing that I'm going to look back and I'm not going to wish for anything to be different. So there's some level of he is calling me to be faithful and making me more like Christ as I make those decisions without fully understanding how that fits in his sovereignty. I hope that's accurate. Yeah, that's accurate. (laughs) So that actually brought me kind of a little more in awe of him and um, just more of a recognition of how unlike him I am in the ability to know his will. I mean, if I knew his will, then I would be him, right? So we're not. So I think he grows us in that process of making the choice when we can't find the target that we want to find. So if I could make a suggestion both to you, Mignon, and to everybody, in realms that are not specifically right or wrong, I would suggest that you not say in the decision-making process, you know, Lord, is this your will? I would suggest that you ask, Lord, is this wise? Um, so, because when you think about, Lord, is this your will? Then you're thinking, oh, no, am I inside or outside the will of God? Well, I don't think that we can know as it relates to things that aren't specifically defined to us in Scripture. Um, because his will of command is 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 given to us in Scripture, uh, and then we have implications from Scripture, uh, which then move us into the realms of wisdom. So if it's not something that's specifically commanded or forbidden, I think it's better to say, Lord, is this wise, uh, as opposed to, is this your will? Yeah. So I actually don't think taking on debt for a mortgage is wrong. I don't think debt in and of itself is forbidden by Scripture. Um, So there again, I think there's actually wisdom principles. So I don't think debt in and of itself equals sin. Um, We may have a different understanding on that, but I don't think debt in and of itself is sin. I think then there's lots of wisdom principles that come in there. Lots of wisdom principles, right? Um, So especially you talk about student loans, it's great to, to bring that up, right? It would be... I think those are great questions to be asking. Lord, is this is this wise? <laughs> Do I think it would be wise to come out of school with a hundred thousand dollars on my back, or 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 should I go to a different school that may not be as prestigious, but yet I can come out of school with fifteen thousand dollars on my back, or or none? Right? I think those are wisdom questions that you do need to be asking, um, but I would put them in the realm of wisdom, not right or wrong. Yeah. So at work now, I'm involved in a lot of decision making that isn't. A lot of the personal decision making that we talk about doesn't quite seem right. But 
any and everyone in the panel? Any wisdom? Um, so clarifying question, you're talking about uh, kind of decisions made by the state. So I'm, I'm not quite sure how, that's not your decision, I guess, at that point. So what, what exactly are you asking? Oh, okay. <laughs> Nobody get mad at Josiah for decisions made. Well, I think we make decisions every day that impact more than just us individually. Um, I think if you and your family, you make decisions for a collective known as your family. Uh, I think of us as elders. We make decisions constantly that collectively impact more than just our in individual selves. So I think you can apply the same principles we've been discussing in this core seminar to decisions that impact, you know, one to 600,000 people. You know, it's, I think the wisdom that we've learned here applies universally. Just and it, it, it's great that it applies because it's true. It applies to more than just your Christian life. I mean, there's no distinction in the Bible between my church Christian life and my secular work life. So, I guess there's also freedom in knowing. I think it's a good point, Kevin. I think there's also freedom in knowing that to, to the degree we have an ability to impact good decision making on any level, it's good to do that. But then there's also freedom to know that we don't ultimately impact it, so we can do the best we can, but then trust that we just need to be faithful in our role. You know, for instance, the soldier. You know, it's, it's not wrong to be a soldier. Um, so Romans 14 tells us that, that the, the government is instituted by God to, uh, to protect the innocent and to punish the unjust. The government is, the, is God's sword instituted by God to do those things. So I think it's fine to serve as a soldier. You're in a soldier, you're on the field of battle, you may totally disagree with the tactical plan that was, that was drawn up. Um, but you may not have any input into that tactical plan <laughs> based upon your rank or, or, or your, your role. Uh, and so you, you're just being faithful to execute the role. But if you're in a higher uh, position and you do have input on the tactical plan, well then good, try to use wisdom to, to, to execute a better tactical plan. I would think the same would be there for you. To whatever degree you can, you can help the state make wise and good decisions with our money, brother. We are so grateful for you to do that. Um, and but we also recognize that you're not ultimately able to, you know, wield those decisions. So I think there's freedom for you to just know, hey, great, I get to do the best I can do, but then I'm ultimately not responsible. <laughs> I'm just an employee. I don't know if that's helpful. I think what Kevin said was really good. I think so. I think the other piece that I'm running into is I'm getting to help dictate process for making decisions. And this is really good process for making decisions, but take this to work. <laughs> yeah, just offer to do a little Sunday school class with them, yeah. <laughs>
Preach it, sister. Well, and I, I think I agree with you, Missy. And I, oh, is that on? Yes. Okay. yes. I agree with you, Missy. But I also think that even in making a wrong decision, one that has bad circumstances or outcomes, that is God's will, right? Because we're going to learn from that, right? And He is going to use that in our lives. So even that is in God's will, and it's all under His sovereign plan, which is what you're saying. He works it together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's easy that you could be, like, paralyzed by always making the wrong decision. Like, you have the, the butterfly effect where you have, you know, a butterfly flaps its wings in one part of the world and there's a hurricane somewhere else or something of that nature. And there's just little trivial things that you could never fully understand all the implications. And there's, you know, billions of them happening all the time with everyone. So uh, I think... Yeah, just uh, resting in God's sovereignty of uh, making the best decision you can at the time. And if, uh, yeah, if, if you do something and it turns out that you wish you'd made a different decision, then you have the opportunity to do something different from that point. So it's just, it's, it's not like a fatalistic, there's, you know, nothing you can do about it. Just, you know, be faithful with, with what you have. And if you get more information later, then, then use that. Heather, you had your hand up. Well, I think that you still have to say it may have been a bad decision. Um, it may have just been a bad decision. Um, and so, and then own that, but then there's still the freedom to know that God's working in this, and so that's encouraging, and that's good. Um, How do you decide it's a bad decision? 
Yeah, I think you work that out in concert, like with your husband and then with other counsel, too, to ultimately decide, yeah, probably would have been better if we had done X as opposed to Y. Or, yeah, you could say, well, I mean, yeah, I think we, we need to recognize even where there's not right or wrong, we can make, you know, better decisions or, or bad decisions, even in those categories. Um, and there's a whole bunch of factors that I think play into, and I think we just have to be honest and we have to look back and say, okay, probably that probably wasn't the best call. Um, okay, that's fine. We'll learn from that. But praise God that his sovereign will is even working now. Wasn't sin, um, but, you know. Anybody else want to weigh in on that? I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that sometimes I think we take our situations too seriously and we just dwell and want to coddle those like, did I do it wrong? You know, I feel guilty. I, rather than, you know, moving forward in faith. And I say that now outside of the situation, like it's easy to do, like it's just easy. To, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's not. It's really hard to make some of these decisions and to just move on when they weren't right. We, we think they maybe they were a mistake. But what? When they weren't perfection. And I also think, at least for us, I know that... Uh, as a man, many decisions are much more simple than they are for me, and looking back at them are much more simple than they are for me. He's just like, yeah, it was a mistake. Let's go. Or this is not a big deal. Let's make that decision. And I'm like, but so-and-so, and I should, and I feel guilty, and da-da-da, and the lasagna burns, so that means I should, da da you know. And Did you just say sunburn? Lasagna burned. I don't oh, know. I'm okay. Just, I'm just saying. It's like sunburn. There's we were wisdom talking, in uh, we suntan were, lotion. Go we ahead. We were just talking so. on the women's retreat, I mean on the marriage retreat, about how some many things are very simple for our husbands, <laughs> and they are all tw- intertwined rela- with relational complexity for us. And so um, just resting in his way of seeing some of the things that I'm all twisted up about sometimes helps me. Yeah, I was just, can I just add something? So that was one of the things that we learned, that I learned on the marriage retreat this weekend is that she's actually blessed if I just make some decisions unilaterally. So it's... So she doesn't have to undergo the... the, the, ah, Yes, it's just peaceful for her if I just do that more often. So I didn't know that. Great to know. Steve, probably last question. Feel like I should have more control over the results 
God is, is gracious in that we, I make decisions, but I don't control their output all the time. There's, there's lots more uh, inputs into that decision than I control. I think I have to understand at some point that I would make what, what seemed at the time to be a wise and good decision with full counsel that's not sin and all those things. And quite frankly, it might seem like it went really bad. And that may not necessarily be ultimately a bad thing. Sure. sure. It's cause for, for retrospective thinking. But it, it just because it turned out bad doesn't mean, hey, I made obviously a terrible decision. I just had one short thing. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking uh, about your question is I don't think we can judge the quality of a decision always by the short-term results. Sometimes the wisdom of a decision is only seen in the long term. That's good. I think we need to, uh, we may be able to answer your question, Martha, or I may just have to punt, and then we'll close it down. Could you speak up a bit? Let me pray for us. Thank you, guys. And then, by the way, next week, um, Mike is up, and is again, he's going to begin teaching on the fear of man, which is going to be a very, very helpful course seminar. Um, fear of man. So good to understand that uh, and to walk more in the fear of the Lord as opposed to the fear of man. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Um, which guides us in all things and in every way. We thank you, Lord, for the sufficiency of your word. We thank you, Lord, for um, the blessings that you've imparted to us through this class. We pray, Father, that through it we would make um, God-honoring decisions um, which bring you glory and, for our, and, and are for our good as well. We thank you and we praise you and yes, these things in Jesus' name. Amen.